Their hearts will be receptive. Their minds will be alert. We'll all be doers of your word and not hearers only. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. <clears throat> Hebrews 12, verse 1. We just titled this, uh, Considering Him. Consider Him. Consider Him. You know, uh, the Holy Spirit just brought, brought up something in, in Proverbs 3, verse 5. You're all familiar with that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. <clears throat> and so, a lot of times, uh, people are, are trying to trust the Lord. Um, and, 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 and the only way you can lean not to your own understanding and really trust him with all your heart is to acknowledge him. Because he goes right in the next verse, said, acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your path. <clears throat> acknowledge what? How great Jesus is, what he accomplished, what he did, who he is, sent from God, got all wisdom. He's our righteousness, our sanctification. He's our, our redemption. Uh, you acknowledge him in all your ways. And the Bible says he'll direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Really not your physical eyes, but what you see. What you understand. Don't be wise in your understanding. And so a lot of times when people are, are, are looking to trust the Lord, need to trust the Lord, <clears throat> they're not really acknowledging him, that, that he knows what to do. But the Bible teaches that in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Acknowledge him. Well, <laughs> you, you see right here, the, the writer says, wherefore we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. See, that's that keeping that quality decision to do what Jesus tell us. Keep that quality decision to really believe who he is and what he did what he accomplished for us. Every weight and the sins he won, which do have so easily beset us. This a lot of times, that's why we need to be constantly filled with the Holy Ghost so that weight and sin don't settle on us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You have a race in front of you. That, that race, man, if you're going to finish this race, you, you'll have to be looking under Jesus to finish it. That, that is God. You can't, you can't talk about Jesus, sing about Jesus too much. The Bible said without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is Jesus. Jesus is faith. Faith come by hearing what Jesus' words say. So really, you could say this and not be wrong. I mess the scriptures up. Jesus comes by hearing. So you, you, you want faith? You want Jesus? You need to go hear him. And then hear his words. <laughs> so without Jesus, it's impossible to please God. He that come up to God must believe he is who he said he was in Jesus. Because uh, Colossians 1.15 says in the New Living Translation, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. The God's invisible. So Jesus is the image and the likeness of God. He's the voice of God, the word of God. He's the truth of God, the life of God, the way of God. And so it pleases God. When we honor his son. And matter of fact, <laughs> it is perfect obedience. You listen to these words. When Jesus took the, the uh, John, Peter, and James up to the Mount of Transfiguration. And, 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 and Peter uh, saw uh, Moses and Elijah there talking to Jesus. And they were quoting Jesus' scriptures that, that the Lord had gave them uh, about him. Getting him ready to go die. And Peter said, out of ignorance, Lord, let's make three tabernacles. Moses and Elijah, oh, man, they were great men of God. But not knowing what he said. And all of a sudden, a cloud came and engulfed them, scared them. When, when they got up, man, they was on their face, scared as they could be. And a voice came out of that cloud. It was the Father. 
And he said, this is my beloved son. Hear you him. That's a commandment from the father. That's a commandment from the father. So you, you can't get too much Jesus. If you stay with what he say, you, you can't talk about him too much. You can't lift him up too much. You can't praise him too much. Because the father sent him for us to get in him every day. Now look, look at verse 2 here in Hebrews. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. Remember, I just told you now, in, in uh, Romans 10, 17, faith come by hearing. And hearing the words that come from Jesus, lift them aside, that's amplified. <clears throat> if you don't hear Jesus, or you don't hear God's word, same thing. Faith ain't coming to you. A lot of people trying to pray, trying to believe. We, we trust in the Lord. I said, well, what did he say? Yeah. <clears throat> you, you, you can't trust him and he don't say nothing. You can't even trust your wife. She can't trust you if you don't say you're going to do this. And people, I hear people all the time, oh, we're believing God. I said, well, what did he say? Oh, we, we got all our trust in the Lord. I said, well, what did he say? And most of the time, you don't get no answer. They don't have no written word or no, no Holy Spirit word. They're just trying to believe. But you can't believe without a word. Looking unto Jesus, the often finisher of faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. <clears throat> now, <laughs> did y'all bring your shouting clothes on? Because you, 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 you might as well forget it if you're going to read this and not shout. This is too delicious. Now, now, hold your spot there in Hebrews and go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. Y'all get me the, the message Bible. When you read any King James, you really <laughs> get very little out of this. Uh... You could get something out of it. For even hereunto were you called. Man, this your calling. Every time you read, you were called, you need to pay real close attention to those words. Because Christ also suffered for us. Being an example that we should follow his steps. Peter and them are pointing you back to Jesus. Jesus, a lot of times, pointed you to them. Because he would say, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I love you. <clears throat> when Jesus gave that commandment, you can't live it. Because the commandment tells you what to do, but it don't tell you how to do it. It tells you to love one another as Jesus loved you. But it don't tell you how he loved you in that it's on the cross. And so till you see the picture of how you got loved on the cross, you really can't love people with his love. Right. <laughs> and when you love with your love, as soon as they do something wrong, that's, all, that's gone. As soon as you get mad, that, that love's gone because it never was Jesus. Because his love never fails and it never changes. Look, look at this. He left us an example that we should follow his steps. We should follow his steps. Whoa, whoa, that's big. You can't follow his steps in your strength. It has to be his words. Hearing, speaking what he say, and then acting upon it, doing what he tell you to do. Now watch his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Man, I've had to repent this year for some stuff. I said, oh, no, I shouldn't have said that. Any of y'all had to get forgiveness this year on something you said? Ugh. You know, ain't no liars going to heaven now. 23. Who, when 
He was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. He committed himself. Listen at the example that we're to follow. <laughs> the King James little bland in this, but this message Bible, my God, you better get ready to shout. If you don't know how to shout, just say, "Woo!" Come on, give me, give me a practice. Woo! Come on, one more practice. Woo! Yeah, that's that's a warm up. Verse twenty one. Listen to this in, in the message Bible. This is the kind of life you've been invited into. Yeah. You've been invited into the kind of life, listen to this, that Christ lived. You've been invited to live in the same life that Christ lived. Not a little bit of it, the same life. He suffered everything that came his way. So you and I could know it could be done. And also how to do it step by step. I get that part? That's woo. See, see, see that's, not, that's not that much. That you, this is the kind of life you've been invited into, the kind of life Christ lived. He lived a perfect life, man. How did he live that life? I showed you last night. What the father taught him, he spoke. You'll never see that. You'll know the kind of life you're going to live. What Jesus teach you, you speak. And it's really the Holy Spirit, but, but the Holy Spirit never speaks nothing unless he hears Jesus say it. He suffered everything that came his way so you would know it could be done. And also how to do it step by step. He'll show you step by step. He never did one thing wrong. Not one said anything amiss. They called him Every name in the book. And he said nothing back. He suffered in silence. Woo! Content to let God set things right. <laughs> Are you content to let Jesus set things right? Or do you get in there and try to set it right? Can you suffer being mistreated and count it all joy? But it's, see that place you got to shout. He show you how to do it step by step. This life, this kind of life you've been invited to, Jesus can show you how to live this step by step, and He's got to. But we're not gonna know how to do it. Go back to Hebrews now. Looking unto Jesus, now these verses mean, mean a little bit more to you. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Give me the message on this one. Despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him. We're to do this every day. In every situation we face, we have to ask the Holy Spirit to teach us and help us to always remember and consider him. Now, I'm going to teach on this maybe in the next session. Uh, I'm probably going to teach on it tomorrow. Uh, in John 15, no, I'm sorry, 14, 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, he will teach you all things and bring back to your remembrance. Jesus said, Anything I've said to you. So anything Jesus taught you, he brings it back to your members. You know, like, forgive your wife. <laughs> you ever need to be reminded of that? Forgive somebody? Let this go? He has to remind me. And then if I don't know something, I seek him to teach me. As you know, me trying to get through this, and, I, I, and he ain't taught me. Because he can't bring them back to my remembrance if he ain't taught me. He'll bring back to your remembrance whatever he said. <laughs> I get, I get sometimes my staff, they just don't do something I said. I get bothered. I don't like that. 
and, and, and you feel that frustration rising up and it rises up. And, 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 uh, and Jesus said, this, this bring back, you know, I loved you. I said, oh yeah, I forgive him, Lord. See, just like that. He, he just bring back a little, little something about what he did for you on the cross. A little something about how he's had mercy on you for years. <laughs> you say, oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I love him go, Lord. Yeah, yeah, I love him. I really do love him. And why? Because he loved me first. You have to, you have to speak words of faith where he's doing this in your life every day. <laughs> every day he's bringing back to your remembrance or you're seeking him to teach you how to get through anything that you face because he's got the words. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. When you're feigning men, you know, you, you, you become weary, you come down, stress, bother, troubled, whatever word you want to use, it's because you have no picture of Jesus. You have none of his words or what he did for you on the cross. And you have to get to that with faith. Faith gets you to that. Let me read you this in, in, in the uh, message Bible in verse... Um, Verse 2. Josh, where is this at? Oh, yeah, thank you. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Did you, did you hear that? He, we, he, he began and finished the temptations, tests and trials, frustrations. Everything the world had, it came to Jesus. You can't face nothing Jesus didn't go through himself. A lot, a lot of times people don't relate to Jesus like that. They want to see Jesus as the Lamb of God and we worship you. But I see Jesus also as the one who went through everything I go through. So I can get him to show me how to get through it too. I can't just see him as Mr. Perfect. I got to see him as Mr. Perfect being tempted in every point like I have yet without sin so I can know he can show me how to do this. Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it. That's big there. I really live that <laughs> because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. You ready for this? He could put up with anything along the way. I can too. Anything. See, what? Well, through Jesus. Because see, see, see I'm going to run to him and get him to show me how. See, when I say that, it's because my confidence is in him to, to show me how. If he's taught me, I can walk through it. If he hasn't, then I'll seek him to teach me so I can walk through it. He could put up with anything along the way. The cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again. What he did on the cross, item by item. That long lenity of hostility he plowed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. I'm telling you, it'll shoot lightning into you. Amen. Holy Ghost power will shoot into your soul and cause that to be defeated where you'll have peace in your mind. And then, you know, Jesus was teaching this in the Gospels. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. L listen to his words. And learn of me. See, learn what? What he's saying, what he do. Or oh, I'm meek and lowly in heart. <laughs> and you will find rest to your soul. Same teaching. Same teaching. Well, my yoke is easy. My burden light. I won't put nothing on you that's heavy. But I'll put something on you. It just ain't heavy. What are you going to put on you? You're going to have to trust his words. He's going to put that on you. Now go, go, to, go back to John 6. <laughs> let me let me let me hit this again. What were you doing, my boy? John six, uh, verse. Uh, let's just read sixty six. No, 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 no. Sixty five. Too many sixes. 
<laughs> John 6.65. Man, dear God, that's, that's too much. I know it's in the Bible, but praise God. I, I don't ever start there. Let me read 63. It is the spirit that quickened it. The spirit always going to make God's word alive to us. Saying, you, the flesh profited nothing. Your own human strength ain't going to never do you no good. Now, here, here's what works. The words that I speak unto you, their spirit in their life. Really, when, when, when he says spirit, you look at God as spirit. And, and life is in the Greek zoe. And so the quality that God is, he says, when I, the words I speak, they are God. And they are the quality of God. Their spirit and life. That's, that's God and his quality. His quality is victory and peace. Ain't nobody up in heaven stressed about nothing. And there's some of you that believe not. Jesus knew from again who they were that believe not, who should betray him. He said, therefore said I unto you that no man come unto me except they were given him of my father. From that time in his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Now, verse 67. Then Jesus said to the twelve, will you also go away? Listen, you always had that option, man, to get away from your pastor, to get away from Jesus' lordship. You can allow stuff to sneak in your life, especially your hearing. Hearing is the most important part of a Christian's life. Take heed what you hear, Mark 4, 24, and Luke 8, 18. Take heed how you hear. Because how you hear and what you hear determines if you're going to get more or are you going to lose what you got. And you see people that drift back. Because they quit taking heed how they hear and what they hear. You have to stay on top of <laughs> your hearing. You have to stay sharp to really, in the Greek, hear means, the lexical Greek, of course, said, to hear effectively, to grant or perform that which is spoken. So your hearing can't be just coming to church listening. It has to hear Jesus' voice to, to do what he commands you. And this is what would make you a better father and grandfather and great-grandfather is, is, is the way you hear because that's going to trickle down to how they hear you. Yeah, I taught my son, <coughs> Jesus, Jesus, I prayed for years and years and years for the Lord to teach me how to, how to raise my son up in the Lord because I never had a dad, so I didn't know uh, 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 how to do that. I didn't know how to do nothing. I didn't know how to be a godly father. I didn't know how to live holy. I didn't know how to be a godly husband, and Jesus taught me. Now, now, now I, know, I know it's a little different, but I, you know, I'm saying the, 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 by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of my testimony, and, and, and I'm telling you, it was all God's grace and, and the Lord teaching me, so I'm giving him the glory. <laughs> but my wife was in bondage for 12 years. She wasn't submitted to me, man. Really, most times she's just mean. And Jesus taught me how to love her, and that was to forgive and forget it. He taught me. For, for a year and a half, he taught me. Once I fast and prayed, and he, and, and he got my attention because I was tired of arguing with her. And so I never argued with her no more. It's been over 20 years. She kept arguing for 10 more years, and then we haven't since 2001. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> well, you know, the Lord's been bringing back a lot of things to her remembrance, and she'll she, we'll be laying there in the bed, and uh, a lot of times we sit there and talk. And she, she, said, she said, you know, honey, the Lord took me back and showed me, said, all them years I was in bondage. She said, uh, you, you never was mean to me once. Said, you was always kind to me, no matter how I acted. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something. It wasn't me, even though Jesus taught me how to do it. Go ahead and say, woo! And, and it, got, it got easier and easier and easier and easier. The more I obeyed what he said. And it, for a year and a half, the first year and a half when I started, I, I would go tell the Lord every time she'd done something wrong to me. Sometimes five, six, seven times a day. <laughs> and, and, and Jesus would say this to me every time. Forgive her and forget it. So I, I could never remember how she treated me and it kept me giving her his love. 
if you can remember and you stay hurt and you stay bothered about anything they've done, you can't. Jesus' love has been clogged up. It can't come out. You're just being nice till you explode. And you will too. They will hit that button sooner or later and bring all that out of you, which will show you you the problem. I taught a message, you the problem of getting to Jesus and doing what he tell you and make you and I always the problem. <laughs> and so after a year and a half, man, I, I finally was going on my knees to tell him on her again. And it dawned on me. Because sometimes I really, really thought she, she really done went overboard this time. He's, he's going to tell me, forget it. No, you ain't got to do it this time. He never done that. I just knew he would. And so I got ready to get on my knees to tell him again what she did. And, and, and it don't know me. It don't know me. Just, I guess you just came, just like the prodigal son, you just came to his senses. I said, you know, he'll never change. <laughs> Took me a year and a half. I said, Lord, I forgive and forget it. Never went to him again, told on him no more. He waited a year and a half for me to get, get a hold of that. <laughs> I remember my dog. He, he, he just, my dog, man, man, was my dog. But he would, every day, he would take his tr food train when we wouldn't let him in the house. And he had an attitude. He'd take his tray, take it up under the deck, put it as far under there as you could get it. Because I got to crawl like this and, and to get it. And he knew I didn't like it. Then he'd run around the yard, and I couldn't catch him. And I just, I just get on him. I said, look, you need to stop this. You quit doing this. And he did again and again and again. Well, one day, I, we, we got over there and got in the Holy Ghost. We got in the Holy Ghost. And I, I went out there in the spirit. And when I went out there, I went and got Trey. <laughs> He's waiting on me to get on. I said, oh, Jed, I love you. You just put your tray on that many times as you want. He's he looking crazy at me. <laughs> I said, Daddy, look, come on over here. Let me rub. And I, he came. Oh, he, he, he walked slow because he thought I was going to get him. And, and, <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I just loved on him. Then I'm, I'm coming back up steps. And Jesus said, I've waited over a year for you to get a hold of that. He doesn't want no area in your life keeping you frustrated in nothing because it ain't him. I was driving, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I just, I don't know how I got like this. It's just several years ago. I come back to the church. I tell the church every time. You know, you know, they, they just, I just be real, you know. Look, they, they can't think I don't ever go through nothing. Something wrong with y'all. I got to trust the Lord like you. Are. Well, anyway, I'm driving. I done started. I don't know how long. Man, I wish these people would go on. Why in the world are they driving so slow? <laughs> Dear God, they don't never turn their blink on people. You ought to turn your blink on. <laughs> Why don't y'all go on? The speed limit's 50. Why y'all doing 30? I started fasting, you know, and praying. Just kind of got out to the Lord. Just, <clears throat> Lord, I know it's something you need to deal with me about. I don't know what it is, but it's something. And Jesus said this to me. He said, you need to quit speaking what's wrong with everybody and praise me. And so... I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get that off me just right away. I, I done got a, a habit of doing that in my thinking. Didn't know it. He said, he ended up telling me later that I was hurting my faith. I didn't even know it. There was some idle words, hurt your faith. And, and, and so I had to work on it. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't get free. I asked the Holy Spirit, to help me to not do that anymore. 
So I, I'd, be, I'd be riding it. I said, oh, man. Oh, this traffic. I, and then the Holy Spirit, he quickened me. I said, no, no, praise God. Thank God for the traffic. I, 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 pray, I praise the Lord. Then, then I, 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 I do it again. <laughs> and and, and I, I'd almost get ready to say it. The Holy Spirit would quicken me. And, and he's got to help you. You're not going to just quit everything all the way. He's got to help you to cut it off. That's just as much obedience as you're not doing it no more. And so I said, oh, I get ready to say something. And I say back maybe, maybe one or two words. They, they, no, 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 I love them. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. Have a wonderful day. Leave your blink off forever if you want. <laughs> you know, and, and so even with me walking with the Lord all these years, something still can sneak in. That the Lord gonna have to help you in. He gotta help us, man. You you just not gonna do this thing by yourself. Are, are y'all following me? And so he been doing this my whole Christian walk. I, I live I live sanctified life. I do what he tell me. I keep a clear conscience. I don't live something or do something the Lord tell me not to do. Anything he he told me don't smoke cigarettes no more, don't don't look at soap. I never walk, never do that. Anything he tell me don't do, I've never done it since. I respect his words. <clears throat> when Dad Hagen, my, my spiritual father, what was so amazing about Dad, you know, Jesus had done appear to me. And, and, and uh, you know, I never told nobody. And it's been a year, and I, I said under Dad in 1989, February, <clears throat> and, and Dad started talking about Jesus said, Jesus appeared to me in 1952. And I mean, my mouth came while I said, Lord, you done talked to him too. Because I never was around nobody Jesus talked to. I was so amazed. I said, Lord, you've been talking to him too. He ought to be talking to more of us. <laughs> Every day. He wants to. Hmm? I said he wants to. Every single believer. And, and the Lord told me to follow dad till he died. I did. Till he came home and be with him. And I, I did everything he said. And my pastor, Charles Kyle, did everything he said. I was just submitted to him. I love submission. And then Jesus taught me how to raise my son. He said, <clears throat> how you do me, teach him how you do me, and then teach him, do him the way I do you. Let me say that again. because <laughs> Jesus taught me. Teach your son to do you the way you do me. And then you do your son the way I do you. That's how I learned. Now he's 24. He's a virgin. Never drank, never been a party. And he done graduated from college and got his master's and, 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 um, and he's getting his PhD now, but <laughs> but he, when he came home from his from school last year, even though he lived morally right, he was screwed up. His hearing, doing what I say, was messed up, man. I had to. It took me a year to get him back sharp to do what I say like that. That college knocked it out of him. Something could knock it out of you when you're not sharp doing what the Lord say like that. And so he, he teaches the youth at church and he got up <clears throat> and said, you know, I found out about my dad is when he say do something, he want it done now. He don't want it done when I feel like doing it. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> I hope you all like that with your children because you're not teaching them right if you're not. And then you, you, you should take what your pastor teach you and what I teach you from the word. You should be doers of it. Speaking it. Speaking it. Brother Jack, <laughs> um, I asked him this morning, I said, how you doing? He said, oh, I'm happy. I'm Jesus. It's wonderful. He said, I said, how's your body doing? He said, oh, I got up this morning. It was hurting. I felt a little pain in it. 
He said, I just quoted what Jesus said. Jesus healed me last night. He said, all of it left. Glory to God. That's powerful. That'll work for anybody. That'll work for anybody. He just quoted, Jesus healed me last night. I believe what Jesus did. That was it. And that's all he got to say to keep it away. It's not hard. But you have to obey it. Now watch that. Jesus said, then Sam, verse 6, 8. Sam Peter answered Jesus, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou have the words of the quality of God. And we believe and assure you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. You really, you, you really not believe in Jesus came from God until you believe he know everything and got everything figured out. Go to John 5, verse 23 and 24. Listen carefully to this. <laughs> this is that all men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father. Okay, then you have to go back and, and find out what honor means. And that is to reverence their words. That's the key to your success is to reverence his words. It's the beginning of knowledge. It's to reverence his words. And Jesus had to teach you, look, you, you, and, and, and I, I, he told me February 7, 1989, to quit my job and follow him. I was already following him, but, but I was going to another level. And I quit that day. And so I got married in June, and, and everybody was telling me I was worse than infidel. I knew the Lord had called me in the ministry and, and, and uh, told me to quit my, told me in a voice to quit my job. And I quit that day. Well, they were calling me, say I was worse than an infidel and I just had no money. And, and had no way to preach. I just preaching to everybody I could. And um, the Lord, <laughs> I finally just couldn't take my wife no more. I know don't know y'all know about that. But I just couldn't take She nagged the absolute. My <laughs> goodness. I, want, I didn't want to go on a rooftop. I want to go to heaven. <laughs> I want to get up higher than a roof. And I went and got a job. Part-time job. Working. And you had to work three weeks before you got a check. I did. Lord, that's a long time. I need a check today. <laughs> After about 10 days working in there, Jesus came down. I mean, it was a voice came through, right through that ceiling. Who told you to do this? Who told you to do this? Said it three times, man. I, I thought one was enough. Who told you to do it? And so, you know, I went all the way back to the beginning. Have any of y'all ever been to the beginning? My wife, you know, Adam. <laughs> Y'all finally getting it. <laughs> I said, my wife. And then Jesus said, and this is how the voice was coming to me. What did I tell you to do? I started crying. I wanted to crawl under that machine I was on. I said, Lord, you forgive me, I'll obey you. I've never done that since. And there were other times he would appear to me and he said, it's like, like he had his finger in my face or something. What did I tell you to do? I, I said, I, I'll go do that. He told Brother Hagin, he said, what did I tell you to do 10 years ago? What you going to do about that? Brother Hagin said, well, I really wasn't planning on doing nothing, Lord. He said, well, do it or else. He said, I believe I will now. I believe I'll go do what you said. <laughs> you don't want that else, man. You, you ain't walk with him and you don't understand the else. You, you, you ain't walk with him. You don't understand the else. Get in there with him when you understand the else. When you're afraid to do something to dishonor him. It scares the daylights out of you. 
My wife rejected me for 12 years. <laughs> One day I, I, I did it I, and she wouldn't be with me, man. I, I needed her. And I put a hundred dollar bill out and said, I bet somebody will take this hundred dollar bill and be with me. You know, but I'm just trying to get her to be with me. You know, it didn't work. <laughs> I got back in prayer. Y'all me and no mammy being honest and real with you do. That night I used to pray most of the night back then. And, and, and I, I told I got on my knees and began to worship the Lord. He said, stop it. He said, if you go and do that, he said, I won't be able to use you. Now that, that, that scared me. And um, I said, well, well, Lord, I'm sorry. He said, you must renounce those words. Satan will bring those words to pass because you spoke it. I learned something then. You got to be careful what you say. And so I renounced that and plead the blood over it and confess he won't be able to do that and he never has. I didn't know how serious that was. You know, you don't, you just thought I was joking, you know. Then after the Lord delivered my wife, it took me a year before I believed it. You know, because she done said all this stuff before, man. You know, I'm free. I'm really changed. That last two days. Sometimes even not even a day. But I've seen a difference. <laughs> now you have to understand that, you know, I, I wasn't used to my wife waking up, <coughs> wanting me or nothing, you know, or none of that. I mean, she just snored and slept all night. <laughs> but after the Lord changed her, man, man, I'd wake up in the night screaming. Something was running over there, rubbing me. I said, ah, ah, ah! I, 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 I'm trying to scared. I thought it was a bug or rat or something I got in the bed. I had to get used to that. <laughs> I think she was trying to make up. She wanted to do something at night. I said, look, look, honey, look, I, I'm going to sleep tonight. Now, you need to stop. You need to get balanced. <laughs> you know, she's in the ditch on the other side, and I just went in the ditch on this side. I need some sleep. <laughs> some of y'all said, man, you, my wife need that touch. I, okay. <laughs> and so, get, get them my CDs. <laughs> now look right here. Jesus said that all men should honor the son even as they honor the father. He that honoreth not the son honoreth not the father that sent him. So when you don't have honor for Jesus, you don't have nothing for God. You can talk about God all you want. It means nothing. But look at verse 24 in John 5. Jesus begins to give revelation of what honoring is. How do you honor the son? He's going to teach you in verse 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, look, look at the principle. He that heareth my word. Oh, you did. You ever notice he never said nothing about the whole Bible? Specifically talking about honoring the father. You honor the son. And I, I, I got respect for all God's word. I just know all of it ain't wrote to me. All of it ain't assigned to me. Even in the gospels, all that ain't assigned to me. Because some of it's law and some of it's the prophets. But what Jesus taught is assigned to me. He was real clear what he told the disciples when, he, when they started the church. Go teach what I've commanded you. Not teach what I said to the Pharisees. Go teach what I command you. You go look at those commands and you look at continuing my love. Keep my commandments. Love one another as I love you. Speak to the mountain. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive and you'll have them. See, them are commands. They produce him. They produce him. But when he said the, uh, Moses uh, gave a, a writing of divorcement, that wasn't for the church even though we can learn from it. See, so that, was, that was Moses for the hardness of their hearts. Our hearts ain't hard. God don't want us getting divorced. <laughs> he don't want divorce on your record. So let me, let me help some of you all men. How many of y'all men in here been divorced? Okay, let me tell you what the Bible says in Matthew 19. 
It says when you get in a in, in divorce and you remarry, it says the person you marry is in adultery and you in adultery. That's what it's saying now. I mean, y'all know it say that. Did y'all know it say that? <laughs> well, who is Jesus talking to? Those under the law. So what do you have to do not to be in the law? Be forgiven. If you haven't been forgiven, then you're in adultery today. If you've been to the blood and been forgiven, then you should have no record that you've ever been divorced if you've been truly forgiven. Now you stand in Jesus as though you've only been married to one woman. Now you're free. Now for y'all in here, you can't get divorced. Is that the question? I won't let people in our church get divorced. <laughs> I tell them, I say, look, this is it, y'all. I just won't let them. Because I know Jesus' love can fix anything. And I know how the Lord taught me how to love my wife when she wasn't right. So it's too late for you to tell me he can't tell you how to make it through it because he can't. You just ain't letting him. No, you don't know her. You don't live with her. Yeah, you didn't live with man either. He taught me. <laughs> Amen. And so, see, you got, you got to get these exes. And, and you, listen, when you get forgiven, you don't have no ex. You just tell that one, man, look, I love you. You, you it. Man, I'm so glad the Lord kept me in mind. Man, my son got a heritage now. And you have to let your forgiveness be your heritage. So you cannot walk in that no more. Praise the Lord. I right, look right here, look right here. 5, 24. Very, very, I say to you, look, look at Jesus. This is honoring Jesus. He that heareth my word and do what? And believeth on him that sent me have everlasting life. Look at that principle. You believe his word, and then you hook it, this is God. He said right then, the quality of God's life is there. <laughs> and then look, well, give me the Amplified Bible, John. And then look what he said. You will not come into what? Judge. Won't even come in it. Won't even come in it. Then what else Jesus say when you won't come into judgment? Well, you're going to pass from. What ain't God to what is God through Jesus' words. This stuff works all day long. What's the key hearing his word? Jesus said, I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, the person whose ears are open to my words, who listens to my message and believes and trusts in and clings to and relies on him who sent me as God has possesses now eternal life. And he does not come into judgment, does not incur sentence of judgment, will not come under condemnation, but has already passed over out of death in the life. Already passed out of it. That's good news. And that's good news. Where did it come from? See, believing he's the son of God, he's the Christ. He's, what does that mean? He has the words of God, the words of the quality of the life of God. He's got them. And I'm going to show y'all in the next session that, listen, people, when, when they found out Jesus was in town, they went and got everybody sick and bought them. They found out he was in town. They went and got him and brought him and set him at, said, touch the him is gone. And the Bible said he healed them all. Why? They had faith. To do what? To get them to Jesus. You got to have faith bring people to church. Y'all, we got to come up. <clears throat> Somebody died, bring them to church. That's pastor. Can we put them back in? It's just time. 
if, if you can't, if you don't raise them in, in, four, in 24 hours, then bury them. But you never going to do it if you don't try. Well, they gave up for me to die. Bring them like that. Put them back out on the stretcher. Get in that worship and get that glory in there. He's the healer, not us. They didn't come with, with pressure on them. They put him in front of Jesus. So he ain't changed. Go to John 16. We'll, we'll close with this. <laughs> Look at verse 27. I want to go back over this. For the Father himself loveth you. John 16, verse 27. Jesus said, because you love me. And, and look at the key to this. That you love Jesus. You love, you love what he say. You love what he do. You love what he brought from God. And you believe he came from God. His disciples Jesus said, I came forth from the Father, and then come in this world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. And, 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 and this disciple said, Lord, now speak without plainly, speak no proverb. Now, verse 30, give me, give me the, the New Living Translation in, in verse 30. Jesus said, the disciple said, now we sure that you know all things, so, and neither not that any man shall ask thee. It's a little blind in King James. But in, in some more translations, the New Living and Message, it said, Lord, we, we sure you know everything. See, when you sure he know everything, you, you quit worrying and stressing, man, because you might not know what to do, but at least you know who do know. That's peace. For you to know you got somebody in you who do this. What you got there? Oh, get, get here, get here. Yeah. Do you finally, uh, oh, 30. Now we understand, Jesus, you know everything. There's no need to question you. From this, we believe you came from God. Jesus says, do you finally believe? Now look what that believing was. He tied believing. Do you believe he know everything? Not believe can he, will he do this for you? That he know everything. And you don't need to have any questions. I tell people at the church, at Jesus and the church, I say, the greatest, the lowest area you should ever go is Jesus know what to do. I say, you should never be in nothing lower than that. In your worst moment, your confession, well, Jesus know what to do. That's, your worst, that's the lowest you should go. But Jesus know what to do. I always tell people, don't come to me, go to Jesus first, and then let him tell you to come to me. <clears throat> don't be coming to me by the little thing. Give me, give me the message Bible, Josh. Now, watch, I want you to hear this, because y'all were singing about it today. Yeah. Okay, listen to this. Um, yeah. Now we know, Jesus, you know everything. It all comes together in you. You won't have to put up with our questions anymore. We're convinced you came from God. You know what them questions is? I just don't understand. Questions. I just don't know how we got in this question. I just don't know what we're going to do. Question. Man, we're just having such a hard time. Question. Well, thanks, you. It's rough. Question. All them questions. And you have to become convinced. Just keep reading some of these stories. Till it gets in you. Who Jesus is. Ask him to teach you. Now look at verse 33. We'll close with this. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you'll have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. Jesus said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Now, he wants your good cheer, not about your problems. It's about that he's overcome and deprived everything in this world of power to harm you. He's conquered it. It's not believing that that makes stuff come and be, make us afraid and make us, make us weary. It's not believing in him that what does that. 
Now, I want you to see something I didn't finish last night. And the Lord got on <laughs> this morning and said, go back over that. Now, here it is. I'll probably go over it again. Jesus said, these things have I spoken to you that in me you'll have peace. In, the, in, in what I say and do, Jesus, what Jesus say and do, you're going to have peace. And when you don't have peace, he ain't said nothing for you to speak. <laughs> Jesus said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation, frustration, distress. Listen, it's coming to all of us. I don't care who you are. It came to Brother Hagin. It comes to everybody. It don't have to stay. Watch. Jesus said, be of good cheer. Now, here's my question to you. Whose faith was that that said, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world? Whose faith was that? Jesus' faith. Why was it Jesus' faith? No, no, no. Because he said it. It did come from Father. But whose faith was it? It was his faith. Why was it his faith? Because he spoke it. Now, here's my question to you. How do you make that your faith? Be careful for your answer. No, no, speak it. That's the principle. How do you make it your faith? I don't want the principle. No, 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 I don't, I don't want you to give me the principle, believe in all that. We, we've been saying that too long. No. Listen, how do you make it your faith? Here's how you make it your faith. Jesus said, be of good cheer. So I just go praise and thank God in the midst of this, that he's overcome this and he knows what to do. And he told me to be of good cheer. So I'm just going to praise him and thank him. Now, guess what? It's your faith. Why? Why is it your faith? No. Say it. Because you said it. You spoke it. You spoke what he said. And then you acted on it by saying, praise God. Thank you, Lord. You're greater. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're bigger. Woo! Woo! I praise you. You've overcome this world. And you overcome what I'm facing. It ain't your faith. See, the principle is speak what he say, do what he say. No, Jesus said, then say what he said. Jesus said, be a good cheer. Well, I'm finna just be a good cheer right now. Right when I'm the most frustrated. That stuff will kill it. It'll kill it. When his words come out of your mouth, it will destroy them yokes and remove them burdens. He's anointed. He's Christ, the anointed one. His words are anointed. Amen. Woo! Woo! <laughs> now listen, we're we gonna we're gonna uh I want I, I, I wanna teach that a little more on, on, on making his faith your faith. On really saying his words, whatever he say to you, and and and, and causing that to happen. All this is, is going to take you up, man. That's why you passed the brain, man. It's, it's, you know, to, to, to take you up. He loves you all. He got love, y'all, to call me. <laughs> what I, what I want to do after we get through eating I want to tell y'all something. I just believe that 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 many of y'all need to need to really get up here at the altar and just cry out to the Lord. I'm telling you, some of my my best moments is just getting getting up there, and getting before the Lord and crying. I'm yours. I'll do whatever you say. Man, it's, it just knocks stuff off of you. You don't even know that. Sometimes I pass and pray. I say, man, I ain't no all that was there. It's like, like something lifts off of you. ESPN, Fox News. I do try to watch CNBC, but it's hard. It's hard to watch them. But I, I do sometimes just to tell them I love them. You miss whoever they is. I don't know, man. My goodness, man. Get in the Bible. And uh, and after, after we eat, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just encouraging some of y'all to learn to come up here and get on your knees. At our church, we got a, we, we got 
knee, knee things up there. They come up to the altar all the time in our church. I just told some of the leaders, <laughs> I said, y'all ain't been up here in years. Y'all exempt from getting on your knees. I even go do it. I just bow down to him. Sit on the step. Just put your head down, get before him. Say, Lord, I want you more than anything else in this world. I want you to change me and teach me how to be your servant, how to walk with you every day. I believe he wants us to start in this. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, man. You get men worshiping the Lord and getting on their face, humbling themselves before him, you don't see some glory. You don't see some glory. So, praise the Lord. I, I, we'll pick it back up in the next service because I, I got some more.